According to Variety, AWA Studios enlist top creatives to shepherd their content derived from the graphic novels. Also, it looks like the creative team for Marvel's ongoing series, The Hulk, is officially stepping down. So what does this mean for the creative team behind this series? And what does it mean for this beloved character, the Incredible Hulk, going forward? And today is November 23rd, 2023. And yes, it is new comic book day. And JT is here to give us his top picks for new comic book day. I'm your host, Amir, and this is the One in 100 podcast. For the fans that enjoy independent comics and everything that they stand for in our comic book collection, I am one of those fans that enjoy independent comics. We just got some really awesome news from AWA Studios. This is the publishing company behind stories like Erratic, uh, the uh, the Resistance, and the Joneses, and Hotel. They do these like four issue uh story arc sometimes five and they put graphic novels out like right away right after those floppies come out you can see the graphic novels right away um but an article came out on variety on uh, november 21st stating that awa studios has enlisted uh, some major writers and directors to come in and just curate and nurture uh, some of these graphic novels and stories, man. And some of the names are some big time names. You got Reginald Hudlin, uh, Greg Huritz, uh, Joseph Kaczynski, uh, J. Michael Straczynski. Uh, some of these great directors and writers, uh, you know, from, you know, decades have decades of work out there. Basically, what they want them to do is take these stories to another level you know they want to it seems like they want to take their crack at things you know with the tv and film industry and i feel like they have the stories to do this now will they be able to get top-notch actors and things like that i feel like that's why they brought some of these big name directors and writers and producers into the into the picture because you know in order to be able to tell a great story, you got to have great actors. This, this is, there's no way around it. Um, but AWA, man, they have put out some really interesting stories. Uh, and I feel like from the jump, they have always seemed like they were going to try and transition into film uh, and TV. I mean, that's what a lot of these comic book creators seem to be aiming for at this point. But AWA Studios, when they came out, when when I read The Resistance, when I read that uh, miniseries, the volume one of it, that felt like a movie. You know, it, it almost was mirroring what was going on in the world at the time. I think the story actually came out like right before the pandemic hit. Um, and it was basically about people that were uh, infected and sick. Uh, but instead of people, you know, passing away, they were getting powers. So I thought that that was a really cool story. Uh, the Joneses is one that I actually have on deck to read, which was like a family that was kind of, you know, and, you know, infected with, you know, this disease that happened during the resistance. And now they have powers. So they have a lot of great stories out there that can transition into this TV and film world. But 
you know, they're starting off great. You know, you're you're pulling in some really great names. Uh, so speculators out there, I know they're going to start cooking up and starting, you know, putting out there that people need to pick up some of these books. So go ahead and get it, man. But if you're a comic book reader like myself, uh, this is great news because now you know that at least AWA Studios believes in what the stories that they've been creating and what they've been putting out. So go check them out, man. There's a lot of great stories out there. There's even one called Year Zero. I would definitely suggest you go check that out. It's like a post-apocalyptic zombie type of story, but it's really cool. It's, it's The story's told from like four or five different uh, perspectives across the world. So it's a really dope story. I want to say there's like three or four volumes out of that right now. So definitely go check out AWA Studios and we will keep an eye on uh, what they're going to be doing, man. But other than that, uh, let's kick it over to JT and see what he had an eye on for his top picks on New Comic Book Day. Hey, JT, uh, like I told Isaac earlier this week, it didn't seem like it was a busy week for comic book collectors, but there were some hidden gems in there. So what did you pick up uh, this week when you hit your shops? Hey, good evening, Amir. Good evening, everybody. Uh, you know, I mean, it was a light week. Um, there was a couple of books that I will say just off the rip, just like just for people to know about. I'm not necessarily reviewing, but Amazing Spider-Man 14 came out this week, and I believe that has an appearance of a character named Chasm in it. Uh, he actually nice. is the clone of Spider-Man. It was Ben Riley, and it was like his new alter ego. But I think they're starting this this crossover for Dark Web. So I think it starts, uh, I'm not going to say in this issue, but I believe there's an issue out involving that. Um, also, mm-hmm. Spider-Man number two, the local comic book shop day, uh, Miles Variant came out. It's a, it's a sweet cover. And then, of course, because we have Wakanda Forever, what is this, week two? Yeah. Is um, there was a facsimile edition for Fantastic Four number 52, which is the first appearance of T'Challa, a.k.a. the Black Panther, for any of us who are interested in getting uh, a facsimile of that. But the books I'm going to review, I'm going to start off with Yoda number one. It's um, nice. a new, I believe, ongoing series. Uh, it's part one. Um, the coming of the Jedi. It's called uh, Light and Life, and is written by Kevin Scott. Um, so basically, what this book is is that um, we have uh, a race of people that have not been seen in the Star Wars universe. So I'm going to guess they're all, they're all new, and um, they they seem like they live peaceful. And there's this young boy and uh, his friend, and they live peacefully on this island, but then. Uh, I guess there's these raiding pirates that come every so often, like literally it's like a regular for them. They come to the island, they they run wreck, and then they take what they want, and then they leave, and then they come back because ideally they can't really defend themselves so much. Mm-hmm. So anyway, fast forward, this kid was working on this ship or something to that nature, and he was trying to get it to work. He got the communications device to work, so he basically sent out a distress call. He gets picked up by the Jedi Council. And, like, people on the council are like, mm, okay. Like, they don't know who these people are. So, in some cases, right. a few of them are hesitant to help. But then Yoda's like, that's literally what we do. We help. So, Yoda basically, this is like going off on his, uh, I guess, one of his earlier adventures. 
And I would just like to say that this is really just him reflecting because the the way the book starts off is he's already on Dagobah. For anybody who's ever seen Empire Strikes Back, you know, he he was exiled at this point. So this is when he was up there in years. And this is just him reflecting on past stories. So at this point, Marvel could do a lot with this because they can give us a ton of expanded stories involving Yoda that we've never seen before. And because... And because um, Disney owns Star Wars, this this stuff will probably all be considered canon. So if people are looking for things to to spec on, you know, this book may have some have something in it for them. Uh, next up, I have uh, Daredevil number five, and uh, this is written, of course, by our boy Chip Zdarsky. And this oh, is yeah. the Red Fist Saga, part five, and this finds. Um, Daredevil and Elektra are basically because now they're married and they basically are in charge of the fist, you know, their husband and wife. And they have their people that they recruited, including Foggy, which I think is amazing. And uh, (laughs) Detective Cole North, which, you know, everybody knows from the previous volume of Daredevil, along with a bunch of other guys, you know, and sticks in there as well. And basically what's going on is they the book that they're reading from of the fist, it reveals itself. But Stick can't read it and Matt can't read it because they're both blind. So they're depending (laughs) on Electra to do it which is kind of interesting. And then, you know, at some point they realize how deep this plot against the hand goes. The hand isn't just doing their usual, you know, we assassinate this person or do this. And it doesn't help that, of course, spoiler, Frank Castle is now like the head of the the hand. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Matt and Electra are fighting two battles. You know, they're, they're trying to control uh, all the chaos being caused by the hand, but at the same time, they're trying to unravel their plan, which is also happening of unraveling the hand's plan, which is also something separate from their immediate chaos. So now they need people in their army. They need recruits. So hmm. they go to this island, and uh, it's pretty interesting who they recruit. I'm not going to say who. But they 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 caught a people that, a couple of people that were in lockdown, and then Daredevil has what I like to call a really dope fight against um, I'm going to say an ex member of the Thunderbolts who I don't really care for. So I'm glad that he knuckled up and he he jacked him. So whatever, I'm glad he did it. I'm not going to even lie. No no apologies. But then by the end of this issue, he bumped into somebody who he was a little afraid of. Who we were introduced to in the first issue of this series. So I would really recommend picking this up for anybody who's a Daredevil fan. Um, it's getting really good. Not that it's a surprise. I mean, it's Chip Zdarsky. Last up, last up, we got Victor Laval's Eve, Children of the Moon, number two. Nice. Now, for anyone who's not familiar with Eve, there was a you know, plague that happened and um, adults ended up turning into what I guess would be categorized as zombies. And once kids hit puberty, they too turn into like these zombies. So in the last volume, Eve and her clone, one of her clones um, basically ended up, um, you know, curing everything, slowing down the process, turning everything back to nature. So now we fast forward. 
And now we have these two sisters and Wexler, who was the was the AI from the previous series, who was, I mean, vicious. He looks like a teddy bear, but he's got like razors and <laughs> razors coming out of his hands and he tears through everything and whatever. Mm-hmm. Now the problem is, is by the you know, there was these different checkpoints all across the globe that originally Osiris, which was the hub that her father was using from the moon to coordinate with these kids to help them survive. Um, Osiris is no longer around and these kids have grown up and obviously they've survived this, this, uh, global catastrophe. So now, you know, Eve and her sister are trying to reconnect with some of these people and help them like re kickstart the world. And unfortunately though, one of the people they encounter or one of the groups wants Wexler's head on a pike. Yeah. But Eve and her sister have come to rely on Wexler. And the irony is, is that Wexler, the reason they want Wexler's head on a pike is because he killed countless people, including Eve's father. Yep. So it's kind of like, what are you doing with him? Yeah, we get he saved you, but why are you defending him when he kills your father? And this story is really about just the... um the way these kids ended up growing, surviving. And on top of that, people being given a second chance. Right. But by the end of this issue, I'm not sure what kind of chance Wexler thinks he's got, Uh but I would definitely recommend picking this book up as well. But those are really the three top books I read this week and checked out. And they were all phenomenal. You know, just remember to support your local shops, you know, go in, pick up what you love and love what you pick up, you know, And, and don't forget to spec a little bit. A little yeah. spec don't hurt. Yeah. Doesn't don't hurt, hurt anybody. A little, 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 little spec don't hurt anybody. <laughs> um, I will say that, um, as I had even said to you before we even started, Frank Miller's got his new imprint company out, and there's a book that I'm looking into. I'm definitely going to want to review. It's called Ancient Enemies, and it looks to be really interesting. It's uh, It's got a $7.99 price tag, so I'm just warning you guys ahead of time, but it looks to be interesting. The art solid. The, the, the paper quality looks good. I'm going to definitely review it, and hopefully I'll have something for you next week. Until then, you guys enjoy your holidays and stay safe. Absolutely. You too, my brother. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go read Yoda number one right now. I, I, I had That's to pick that one about. up, man. Yeah, man it's got action. It's got action. <laughs> it's got action in it. It's funny. I like the way it's going so far. The first issue is a definite, you know, a step in the right direction. There we go. Well, listen, JT, man, we appreciate you giving us uh, your reviews and putting Anytime. us on to some books that we uh, might not have known that were coming out, man. So yeah, we'll, man. Check, we'll check you next week for sure, my brother. All right. You have a good one. You too. Thanks again, JT, for giving us those great comic book reviews uh, for new comic book day. Make sure you guys tune in again next week to see what uh, James picks up at his shops. So let's transition into this Hulk news from uh, Marvel Comics. So apparently Ryan Otley and Donnie Cates are leaving this series. Um, 
in February, they have the solicitations for issue 12 that and that will be written by Ryan Otley. So fans started speculating and everything like that. And it comes to find out that Donny Cates will no longer be on this series. Um, it's not shocking to me, to be honest with you. And we'll get into that a little bit later on why it's not shocking to me. But he also um, tweeted later on or recently that. Issue 14 will be his last issue for for the Hulk series. Uh, Ryan Otley did. So, you know, he basically put out a nice statement saying that, you know, he enjoyed his time on this book and that he's going to be doing something else um, with Image Comics. He's going to be doing a creator own story that he didn't name yet. But, you know, he, he also said that, you know, he would love to come back and, you know, play in that Marvel sandbox, sandbox once again uh, at a later time. So, you know, it seems like he's leaving on good terms. Uh, and then fans started speculating once again, because that's what we do, um, that Donny Cates is also no longer going to be writing the Thor series because solicitations for that have shown that he is not the writer for that series. Um, and it just started leading me to the question of, you know, are writers starting to get burnt out? You know, Donny Cates has been writing nonstop for as long as I've been collecting. I think the first series that I read of his was the Venom story that he did. And it was an incredible story. Um, I mean, obviously it died down towards the end, but Donnie Cates was also writing like four or five other stories at that time. <laughs> so, you know, it's like our writers starting to get burned out. Do they actually need to start giving other creators, creators uh, opportunity to write stories like I really like the fact that Ryan Otley who's been a part of this story since the beginning as the artist uh, is getting an opportunity to write some of this story you know it doesn't always have to go through the hands of Donny Cates or Jason Aarons or Al Ewing it doesn't always have to be those same writers and I've preached this be before but it seems to be showcasing especially on the Marvel side where they have so many of the same writers just rotating the stories aren't that great you know and I haven't really heard many fans loving this Hulk story I haven't I haven't really heard a lot of great reviews for it I've heard that it's been kind of like okay at times but Donna Cates also put out a tweet saying that you know hey guys I'm okay just needed to breathe and deal with a bunch of stuff you know life you know but anyways fear not I'll be uh I've been working on other things in the background on some insane things and he goes on to say that you know he'll see us soon and all that stuff like that but Donnie Cates he's one of those guys that really believes in what he's doing so everything that he works on is going to be insane but we'll see you know we'll see but I'm, I'm glad that he's taking a break because you know just like comic book collectors get a little burnt out with collecting books and they usually come to a stop or they start reading other things. Writers, I feel go through that same burnout, you know, especially when you're at the top of the, you know, top of the charts with your writing skills and people enjoy everything that you're doing. You know, Donnie case has been working for image. He's been working for Marvel. Um, I mean, he hasn't crossed over to DC yet, but I'm sure that's, something that he wants to do in the future and he definitely should go out and get that big ciabatta but 
for sure he needs to take a break because his stories have not been that great in my opinion but you know we'll see and honestly i don't know what the next step is for the incredible hulk i don't know what the next step is uh with for thor and things like that so we'll have to just wait and see and maybe other writers will pick up and continue the the run or maybe they'll just start over with a brand new number one like marvel does but that'll do it for this episode of the one in 100 podcast. I appreciate you guys joining me. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, share it, like it, comment, all that good stuff. Let's continue to grow this universe of the one in 100 podcast. Once again, uh, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Uh, that's the day that me and Kay usually record. Um, I don't think we're going to have an episode out this weekend. I have family coming to Texas, so we'll be taking a little break from the one in 100 podcast, but we'll be back next Monday for sure. So you guys continue to tune in and support, uh, pass it on to your friends, keep subscribing, all that good stuff, man. Thanks to James and JT this week for their previews and their comic reviews this week. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week, man. So continue to love yourself, continue to love others. Others have a great Thanksgiving and I'm your host, Amir, and this is the One in 100 Podcast.